It is just a joy to be in the house of God, with the family of God, with my brothers and sisters in Christ, to be here with the power of the Holy Spirit, to be here with the Lord Jesus who was slain before the foundation of the world for our salvation, to be here with Father God. So this is, I, I'm just excited to be in the house of God with the word of God, and we're gonna give this whole night to him because it's his, so let's just pray. <clears throat> Well, Father, we just bow our heads, we bow our hearts, we bow our spirits, we bow everything before all your mightiness. Father, you are worthy of all honor, glory, and praise. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that this is your house, this is your people, this is your word going forth tonight, Lord God. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, have your way in this house tonight. Lord, we purpose to engage with you. We do not want to be, um, we do not want to be stagnant in our faith, Lord God, because you are living and active and your word is living and active, Lord God. Help us be living and active and engage with your word tonight, Lord God. Your word is living and active. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces even the division of, of joint and marrow and soul and spirit and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Father, your word is spirit. Go forth tonight through your word, through your spirit, through your love, through your power, God. Just have your way, God. We just glorify your mighty name and sing your praises forever. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Oh, amen. Oh, gosh, so, so great. <clears throat> uh, so tonight, um, we're still, we're in part of the series about the Holy Spirit. And uh, we had many great sermons so far about the Holy Spirit, and there's so much to be said about the wonderful Holy Spirit. What God had put on me from Ephesians 3 is that the Holy Spirit is the fullness of God's love. So we'll be studying that. Um, we know as God's um, sons and daughters that his love is the most powerful essence in our life. It's his power that rests in us. And his love is so deep and indescribably, immeasurably deep that there's no possible way to measure it. There is nothing higher, nothing wider, nothing deeper than God's love. There is nothing greater than his love. His love is all-encompassing and it is eternal. The weight of God's love is, is just truly indescribable. For each of us personally, through our faith in Jesus Christ, his love has encompassed our past, our present, and our future, and our eternity. His love has forgiven all of our sins on the cross, taken away our guilt, our shame, our condemnation, and he remembers our sins no more. He has made us brand new creations in Christ Jesus. He has written his name on the palms of his hand. He has written our names in heaven. His love has redeemed us from the curse. His love washed us clean. His love brought us ever closer to the heart of the Father. He brought us into his everlasting kingdom of love. The greatness of his love made us children of God, and we are complete in him. The greatest need of every human heart is a love relationship with Father God. I thought back about how long it's been since I've been born again, like decades now, 
And going back to that time, what it was first to be born again, oh my goodness, I forgot. The sunshine was shining. You know, God just turned on the light of my heart. You know, all the shame and guilt and condemnation was broken off. And I, I, the power of God's love is what every human heart desires. Uh, the psalmist um, was yearning for the Lord in Psalm 42. And the first verse, it says, as the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. There's an indescribable place in every person that needs the love of God to fill them. Then we can see in verses 7 and 8, it says about, this is like the, the thirsting soul deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls and your waves and billows have gone over me. Well, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. His love is never separated from his kindness. Um, and in the night, his strong shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. So every soul is hungering and thirsting for God. They just don't know it until they know, meet Jesus, and realize he's the answer they've been searching for. And praise the Lord, he answers every heart cry with his, um, with his love. So the Holy Spirit is the only one that can fill the deep places in our inner man, places we don't even know exist, that are places that God wants to fill, wants to heal, wants to redeem, and wants to restore. I say there's, we can never, we can never overfill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We want more of the Holy Spirit. He will give us more and more and more. And I really believe that happens as we go through our life, His Holy Spirit spirit hits places where we had trauma and hurt and loss. And the more his Holy Spirit comes in and uses it like um, a medicine to heal our souls, we just get filled with the fullness of God. Um, and there is no limit. So um, Holy Spirit being the fullness of God's love will be our main focus. Um, Ephesians 3.19 will be our main verse. And it's, uh, it's to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. I remember reading that verse thinking, I, there's no way I could be filled with the fullness of God. That's got to be impossible. But God says it, then it's possible. With him, all things are possible. But I love this, to know the love of God, it passes knowledge. We can, we can say and think in our mind that God loves us, but we don't believe it in our heart. We're not going to um, know God's love. This deep knowing of God's love is what fills the well of our heart to know the, and be filled with the fullness of God. Um, we can understand more of God's heart in Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. He shows us the spiritual path we talk in being filled with his love. Uh, it says, this is how it was for us. Therefore having been justified by faith. And if you remember the word justified, it's very powerful. The minute we believed in Jesus Christ, he justified us. So he looks at us through the finished work of the cross, through the blood of Jesus, and it's justified, never sinned. He washes our sins away. This is huge that we are justified by faith and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith, 
uh, by faith into his grace in which we stand. I love that God says that we stand in his grace. We need God's grace every day to stand in with all the things that are pushing against us. We have to stand in the grace of God and stand in his love. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. No matter what's happening in our life, we have hope. We have a living hope. This is all temporary. We have eternal eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. We always have a living hope, no matter what our circumstances are saying. And not only that, in verse 3 it says, but we also glory in our tribulation, knowing this is what God has purpose in, that the tribulations are going to produce a perseverance in us. That's a strength in our inner man. And perseverance, character, the character of Christ, and the character, hope. Verse 5, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Father is no respecter of anyone. We all have the Holy Spirit poured out in us in full and completion. He doesn't decide who gets how much. He poured it out in us. We are fully complete in his love. So in Christ, we have the love of God poured out in our hearts as if we have this deep well in our heart. And our, our daily focus on God, the word of God, worshiping God, giving him preeminence is going to keep the well of our heart filled with the Holy Spirit and his love. It really is a place for us to maintain our relationship with Almighty God because he is love. And as we draw close to him, our well of love stays filled and we have what we need. You know what happens? We come into so many circumstances, we have no idea we're going to come into. And sometimes we can be a, a in the Lord to respond Christ-like because we've not filled the well of our heart by meeting with the Lord with the Holy Spirit who is love. So God poured out his love in our heart. We just have to maintain our relationship with him each and every day to say, Lord, I love you. I need my heart filled with your Holy Spirit of love. I don't know what the rest of the day holds, God, but I need you to face this day. And it's your love and it's your power of the Holy Spirit that I will be able to stand in the grace God has given us. So with all the distractions of life, we can't forget the great price paid for our right standing relationship that we have with Father God. The cross is where the value of every person is displayed. You know, the world makes love like a nice sediment. The world has no idea the depth of God's love that Father would sacrifice his one and only Son so we could be in right standing with him. The world thinks love is like a sentiment. It's just a nice thought. It's nice words. But God does more than that. God says um, a life sacrifice for the eternal love of all people is Jesus Christ because Jesus says greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Don't you love God calling us his friends, you know? We used to be enemies of God. Now we're friends with Almighty God. Hallelujah. So this is why God's love is so different than the world's sentiments of love. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, which is enemies of God, Christ died for us. So this demonstration uh, words can be empty. God could say he loves us. He demonstrated it by giving his all when he gave his son. 
So love uh, demonstrated is the highest honor and value of every person. Anyone struggling with believing God's love, look at the cross. That was personal, that was individual, that was for one heart at a time. God was looking at us as if we were the only one when he took that cross and said, I'm going there for you. My love is so deep for you, you just can't understand it. When we go back to that scripture about knowing the love of God, it is not a mental ascent that we come to God. It's the depth of his love that he went to the cross for our sake, that we could be in a love relationship forever. And I'm so glad Pastor James did a wonderful job with worship like always, but he, he brought in John 3.16. It's a common scripture, but we should never let that scripture be common. It is all powerful. God sums up his whole root motive in mankind. When God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and he says, whosoever believes in me will not perish and will have eternal life. Whosoever, God has no respecters of person. God opens his heart to any person that wants him. And also Colossians 1.13, we can see the power of God's love. It says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. If we even could see in the spirit realm what it looked like for us to be in that kingdom of darkness. Oh, we, we don't even want to see that picture. The whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. And before Christ, we were under the sway of that dark spirit. We were doing dark things, thinking dark ways because we didn't know any better. We had blinders on and veils over us from the, um, from the evil one. But in Christ, the veil was removed, and we see the face of God through salvation. So if we realize what God did on the cross, if we could see a picture in the spirit realm, the evil one fully defeated by Jesus dying and rising again, and then God picked us up, picked us up out of the kingdom of darkness and put us into his eternal, everlasting kingdom of the son of his love. So this is because the power of the cross is where he shed his blood for the remission of our sins. Remissions mean they're all pulled away. That's why he remembers them no more. Yes, we still sin. We are, God paid the full price for our sins, past, present, and future. The minute we checked, we um, believed in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So in Christ, we are all a part of God's kingdom of love. We're in his love kingdom. And the king himself is love. Not loving, he is the essence of love. We were purchased and adopted in love. His Holy Spirit was poured out into us in love. He rooted us in his love. He is with us in love. And there will be a day where we see the face of the love of God. We are going to see God as love. We're going to see the love in those eyes that we can't even comprehend in our little natural man that we are right now. This, we are in love, going to love. Our whole motive from God is love, and that's to be our motive too. That's why God says in 1 John 3:11, this is the message that you heard from the beginning. God's not changing anything. He says that we should love one another. Our love with God 
is not just to remain between us and God. It's for God to pour his love out through us to everyone we encounter, our brothers and sisters in Christ, strangers wherever we are. That's why I believe it's so important we have our time with the Lord and fill up the well of our heart with his love so we can be about our Father's business, which is the love business. That's what salvation is. Um, And 1 John 4, 8 says, he who does not know God... Um, so I'm just, I've got allergies, pardon me, I'm just dealing with some stuff. Hmm. He who does not love does not know God. Wow, that's a big statement. I know there's times I don't love, but I do know God. It just means I'm missing at that time, and I got to get back on to loving God and loving people. <clears throat> so, because we say we are going to know the love of Christ, we are going to know God, <clears throat> and we are going to um, love people because God is love. <clears throat> also, too, uh, Pastor James mentioned this too about uh, John 10:10. 10, 10. I always want to clarify about. Um, about the devil wanting to steal anything God wants to do in our life. Because we know the thief comes not except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we have to remember that we have the love of God. It cannot be removed from us. He cannot take our salvation. He cannot take our eternity with God. He cannot do anything like that. But he is always going to want to steal, kill, and destroy as his motive. So we have to be um, sober and alert for the ways of the evil one. He puts little seeds of doubt in us. Oh, does God really love you today? He probably does, or probably more yesterday. He, he can throw all kinds of seeds of doubt. And we have the foundation of the steadfast love of God that never, ever changes. So we, we are, we bank on the cross. We ever forget God's love. We just go to the cross and, oh, that's right. Because the devil, he is fake news, the devil. He's always lying. He steals, kills, destroys, and lies all the time. So when we know our God, we are not going to go be buffeted by the evil one because we know the word is true because we know who our God is. We know the love of Christ. Second uh, Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear. He did not give that to us. We know the wicked one gives us spirits of fear because he's in fear. He gives what he has. He's condemned. He gives condemnation. He's in shame. He gives shame. So we can see his character produces his bad fruit and his fake news. So God did not give us a spirit of fear. What did he give us? His spirit is power and it's love, and it's in a sound mind. And look what that does to our mind. I'll tell you, the evil one is against the mind. If we see what's happening with people, picking up any kind of identity that goes by, the confusion, the mental illness, it's the devil is, spirits are bringing fear and bringing confusion. But look what God says. He says, I'm giving you power and love. And what does that give us? It gives us a sound mind because we know the word of God and we have the spirit of God's love and power within us to turn away those lies of the wicked one with all the influences of the evil one and all the um, identities he's throwing out left and right. Our identities in Jesus Christ, we are purchased. We are Christians. We are children of God. We are his favorites. We are the apple of his eye. We are his treasure. We, we can go on and on and that's what we need to 
to know our identity in Christ every day is all from the love of God, all by his power and all by the Holy Spirit. So we want to stand strong in that grace God has given us, that we are purchased, we know our identity, we know who we are in Christ, and we know where we're going. So um, praise the Lord. Also, too, in 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. That's those that are still in darkness, that are, are Christ rejectors. Um, but to us being saved, it's the power of God. People without Christ do not understand the spirit realm of good and evil. They don't understand the, the demonic chains that are on people that are broken in Christ Jesus. The power of God has delivered us from all that. And the, the, the cross, it looks foolish because how could that be God? How could he be tortured and brutally murdered and hung on a cross to die? That, that is not attractive to me. The world wants attractive. They want, they want the fleshly love. This is agape love that went to the cross for us. This is a love that passes understanding. So the cross is the power of God. Um, so we thank you, Lord, for the cross, and we thank you for the cost. You just want to go right into prayer when you talk about this. <clears throat> So our, our, our main scripture is, like I said, is in Ephesians uh, 3, this one verse 19. This is to know the love of Christ. It is deep. It paid a huge price, a, a priceless price for us. And it passes knowledge. It is not our mind cannot get this. People that try to intellectually find God never get there because it's with our heart that we believe unto righteousness. Our heart is engaged with love. Our heart is moved by the power and love of God. That's how I came to Christ, knowing he loved me as I was, that I didn't have to clean up and become something otherwise. That is a powerful love that loves um, as we are. That's the agape love. So, and that you may be filled with the fullness of God. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Paul, um, Paul wrote uh, these scriptures Paul wrote all these scriptures, which gives more impact to the meaning. Now, the Lord inspired Paul to pen over half of the New Testament. Actually, all the scriptures I realized tonight I have are authored by Paul through the Holy Spirit. We remember Paul was Saul at one time, and at that time, he was a very learned man of the law, but he fully renounced Jesus as Messiah. He then met Jesus and the God of his salvation. Paul was born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, then lived his life sharing the gospel no matter the price. He was beaten, stoned, tortured, shipwrecked, imprisoned, all for the sake of the gospel. He knew how great a love the Lord had for him while he was an enemy of God. Excuse me. He knew how transformed he was by the Holy Spirit. He knew he was a murderer. How could God's love save a murderer? Paul said, I found this love. And he wanted the whole world to know. Out of everything he knew, he refined his life to the mission of the gospel with a statement of this one verse in 1 Corinthians 2.2. Paul says, I have determined not to know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's love. <clears throat> the picture of crucifixion is 
horrific. <clears throat> but this is his testimony. Like us, he once was lost and now he's found. This one's blind, but now he sees. <clears throat> so God's instructions for us to be filled with all the fullness of God comes from knowing the love of Christ. Knowing Christ's love brings us face to face with God. <clears throat> I th- used to think this verse was unobtainable, like I never could be filled with the fullness of God, but I was thinking of his um, grandeur because he fills heaven and earth. But this is being filled with the character of Christ. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> So um, God wants us full of his love, so we're full of his character because he is love. We are not equal with God, but we are his children. He wants us to be God-like, and he is, and he is love. So he wants us filled with his love and to pursue this love of God. And it's through our worship and honor of the Lord Jesus, our surrender to him, which allows us to make all the room for the Holy Spirit in us. You know, we can kind of flippantly run out the door and say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And if I am not surrendered from God, there's no place for him. I'm filled up with my to-do list and all the things I have. It's when I'm fully surrendered that I'm like, God, have all of me. That's when we get the full love and power of the Holy Spirit because I want to know that love. I want to walk in that love for others. I have to fill up my well to see people how God sees them. You know, God has scripture where he says, I will lead you with my eye, but his eye is not out front. He dwells within us. He leads us with his eye by seeing people as he sees them, as the object of his love. So we're filled with as well the Holy Spirit of the power of his love. We will look at people with the eyes of Christ rather than the eyes of flesh and eyes of judgment. <clears throat> so, um, so when Paul wrote these um, first two chapters of it, um, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. And Paul wrote the first, uh, he wrote all the Ephesians, and we're starting in chapter 3. But when we get to chapter 3, we realize the first two chapters are jam-packed with him talking about our identity in Christ. We're seated with Christ, riches in Christ, spiritual blessings in, in Christ. He went on and on and on. So then we get to our text today of Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. <clears throat> You can see where he gets to the point where he says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. The enormity of what God has given us is immeasurable in his love, in his spirit, in his promises, in our future. And I can see what this is Paul who's sitting in prison writing this epistle. He's in prison and he says, I'm bowing my knees to the Lord Jesus. He is the father of our Jesus Christ. So this is the example of how we get to be filled with the fullness of God. Surrendered, um, the devil would make that a, um, a, a bad word like, oh, yeah, you, 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 it's not about you. It's got to be about God or whatever. Surrendering is the most powerful place we can be because we get off of the throne and we're asking God to fill us with the power of his Holy Spirit, where we're not about us, we're about him and about his love and about his power. 
We can't, God can't be on the throne with God. We're seated with him, but he is, he is king. He is Lord over all. So we bow our knee and say, Lord, have all of me for all of you, for all of your glory, for all of your purposes. But being surrendered is um, just getting out of the way of God and letting him lead us by his spirit, by his love, by his eye. So the scripture, verse uh, 15, it says, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The family of God, us right here today. How glorious is this, the family of God? We've got family in heaven, one big family. And it's all because of Christ. And it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. As we are so surrendered to God, we have all the room for the power of the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and strengthen us. We need to be so strong in our spirit man because the enemy is doing mass destruction. And if we don't stand strong in the Lord, we are going to um, end up falling. You know, God has got a supernatural, all-powerful, all-knowing spirit that he wants to dwell, that he wants us to live from. So we're strong in him and the power of his might. So he says that God grants you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the spirit in the inner man. So we, um, we praise God for the Holy Spirit who makes us strong. Um, so verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in love. There's nothing higher than God's love. Um, and he dwells in our heart. He made our heart his home. So we want him to dwell in there more and more and have every place of our heart, every place of our inner man, we want him to take residence. And we are rooted and grounded in love because God rooted us and grounded us in his love forever. And he says, may we be able to comprehend with all the saints, that's all the family of God, we're all saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, which is immeasurable, no end to those measurements. If you notice that, there's no end to any of them. To know the love of God, which passes knowledge. It's way past our mind to grab even the process, how great the measure of God's love is. That this is how we're going to be filled with the fullness of God, though. It's all about his love. And it's all about his, um, and if we looked at love being the value of every person, the highest honor of every person, that's what God wants in, dwelling in our heart. That um, this knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. That's this the Holy Spirit. He's holy and he is spirit and he is power and he is love. And we want to be led by him. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You know, we're not trying to find God somewhere out there. He made his dwelling, made our hearts his dwelling place. He lives within us. We have power we don't even understand. I know I don't. We have power that God wants to use for his glory. We use his power to magnify his name and glorify his name. And we also use his power of authority to, 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 to take over the works of darkness. God's um, love is always the root motive of our prayers. We're always praying the highest good for someone else. Someone needs
needs prayer for healing, that's praying God's highest good for them. They would be healed and whole in Jesus' name. When we use our authority over darkness, that's a root of love because we don't want the evil one having any way with anybody anyhow. It's all from a root of God's goodness and of his power that we take authority over the works of darkness. So, and we say... Darkness cannot have our loved ones. We say, me and my whole household will be saved. That's what we say. We say, evil one, you cannot have him. We take authority over you because the love of God is greater. And he's going to take care of our family. So, so anyway, um, all, yeah, all to say, this power we have has the root of love. And it's, um, it's angry uh, place is only against the evil one. Every, all the motive we have is for honor and value for people God loves. And um, so we thank God for the power that works in us, the Holy Spirit. Now, and of course, to him, verse 21, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. That's the eternal love of God. So in knowing the love of Christ, we always remember the, uh, the cross that it's immeasurable because his love is eternal. Uh, We saw in in Romans 5.5 that he poured out his love in our hearts, making us born again and filled us so we could now overflow into the lives of others. He so rooted us in love that the root motive of our life is to live for the love and the glory of his name. Um, God revealed the characteristics of his love in 1 Corinthians 13. You're familiar with that love passage. We're going to look at that. They are listed, though, after the gifts of the Spirit. Now, this is really neat. The last verse in 1 Corinthians 12 is verse 31, and it says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. We need the Holy Spirit gifts. We need them. That's how God displays himself to, uh, to the church needs through his gifts. But a more excellent way that's higher than the spiritual gifts is the power of God's love. And look what God says. If we want to do exploits in his name, but don't do them with love. Let's look at these first three verses in 1 Corinthians 13, if this were possible. Though I speak with the tongues of men, of angels, but I have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. This this clanging cymbal is either going to be an irritant to everyone or it's going to bring pride and glory to us, and both are so wrong. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and if I could understand all mysteries, all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. We picture the things he's talked about in this scripture. They're huge and magnificent, um, but God says they're nothing without his love having preeminence in what we're doing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. This is just to explain how what is so important to God is his love and his value. 
Then he just goes on to say, love suffers long and is kind. Does our God not suffer long? Is he not kind? And love does not envy, and love does not parade itself, and it's not puffed up. I know, I remember Pastor Jim uh, telling us one time to put our name in here so, so we could say that we are going to exude the characteristics of God's love. So Karen could say she's not going to parade herself, and Karen's not going to be puffed up. We can go through this scripture so we get the heart of God in us. It does, love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked, and it thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And it bears all things, and it believes all things, and it hopes all things, and adores all things, and love never fails. And verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is very powerful when we realize this is all after the spiritual gifts and all the um, miraculous thing God wants to do with all signs and wonders. And they're all wonderful. They all point to him and give him glory. But they are not to give us any recognition. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we could lay hands on, on the sick and they're recovered. That's all glory to God. He's the healer, right? And all the scriptures that talk about the greatness of gifts it's all him doing it. You know, us being filled with the Holy Spirit to have gifts of the Holy Spirit all point to Christ. No matter what we have, if we have the gift of healing, we, we say you're healed in the name of Jesus and we give him glory for that. It is not our nature that can do this. It's the Holy Spirit power that has put gifts in us to reflect Christ that give him glory. You know, we're the vessel he wants to use in his power and his love. So um, as I was reflecting um, today on about meeting the face of God one day, who is love, God is love, I'm thinking if I meet him, I, I won't think much about anything else except did I love as God called me to love by the power of his Holy Spirit? Did I love others more than I love myself? Did I honor others more than myself? Did I share the gospel with others? Did I tell them God loves them as they are? That his, his, his arms are wide open waiting? I just think the day I meet God, it's not going to be what I, I did. It's going to be what I did in love. God tells us to do all things in love, which is honor and value and compassion and caring heart like God has. That's when I meet God face to face who is love and we see those eyes of love. I think everything's going to fall away that we did that didn't matter, you know, because love is preeminent because God is love. He always leads us in love. He always has the best interests of others before himself. Love is the fullness of God and there is nothing higher or greater than God's love. Um, I had this thought of leaving us with some heavenly homework if we so desire. Uh, I thought it was kind of neat that this is the, um, the Hebrew year of the door. And this made me think of three doors. Um, and this all has to do with our uh, Ephesians 3.19 verse to know the love of Christ. First, Jesus is the door. He is the door to a relationship with Father God. He's the door that opened the door to eternity in heaven with Almighty God. He opened that door, but he is the door. He's the one that opens up um, hearts 
to eternal love when we put our faith in him. So our first door is, um, is Jesus. He says in John 10, 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and go out and find pasture. So Jesus, we know he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. He is, he is our way to the Father. So God is saying the door is open to anyone that needs a Savior, Jesus our Savior. Um, for another door uh, came to mind too, the second one is the prayer, prayer room door that God, God um, tells us about in Matthew 6, 6. He says, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's a door God wants to close. That's um, a a one-on-one time with Almighty God that we get to have. Shutting the door just means that we close out distractions. It can be in our car. It can be anywhere. It's like God wants this communion and this intimate fellowship with all that. Can you imagine if we could just picture this? The King of glory desires just me and you time. Can you imagine that, that that throne of grace we go to to receive mercy is the throne of love. Grace and mercy are God's love. So we go to the throne of grace um, where we're going to the God of love. We are told to go boldly because we have an all-access pass because Jesus tore the veil that made us instantly able to go one-on-one with Almighty God. So There's the door that's open, that's Jesus. There's a door he wants to shut because he desires one-on-one time with us more than we can even imagine um, how much he loves us. And the third one, too, is about um, open doors that God wants us to knock on. Uh, Matthew 7, 7 says, he says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Now, we got to realize God is not behind a door waiting for us to knock on the door that he'll finally let his children in. No, he's always, he doesn't need this word. This word is for us to understand. He wants us to see what is in our heart as we ask and we seek and we knock. Knock is kind of persistent. You know, if we pray about things, I don't know about you, sometimes I've prayed about things and realized I'm not praying about the right thing, you know? So I have to regroup, and that's what God is like. He wants us to see what is in our heart that truly matters to go to God for, and he will open the door. I kind of believe that um, open doors have to do with all God's promises. What promise do you think God wants to open for you that make a way where there seems to be no way. So um, like praying for our lost loved ones, God, I'm, I'm going, I'm seeking, asking, and knocking. I'm knocking and knocking and knocking until my loved ones are saved, right? But God knows that. He's, just, he's not behind a door, but God is, is saying, are you persistent? You know, are you coming to me? Are you meeting with me? Have you gone in that room and shut the door? I have so much to share with you. This is our Father's heart and all he wants to do through all of his children, you know? So he says, ask and seek and knock, and it will be open to you. So our God is so mighty, so full of love and power, and we just um, want to be filled with his Holy Spirit and be about his business, his love business. So, <coughs> sorry, this allergies. Um, so uh, that's, that's our study for tonight. So I thought this heavenly homework would be really to go home 
and pray when you can and ask and seek and knock and it'll be open to you. God promises us of his love and power. We praise the Lord.